Hello, my name's Coop, and welcome to the Spoken Metal Show. This is episode 28, and this is an interesting one. I recently saw that Maguire's Pizza Bar, a venue local to myself, and a music venue and arts and what have you, was closing. It's going to, some some bits and pieces going to happen with that. So I tracked down obviously the people that I knew who ran it and and tried to sit down and and have a conversation, which we which we did. I had a conversation with with Helen, who's the the owner uh, of the of the Maguire's Pizza Bar, and we 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 chatted about kind of what her role was, what she was doing, how we kind of got to the situation we're at now, and all the kind of like things about running a running a venue, running a music venue and being, a, and being a promoter and how difficult and challenging that can be. I wanted to give Helen the complete platform where what you hear is totally unedited and um, to allow her to give a complete version of, of, of events and her, her feelings on things. And I thought it was fascinating. Helen's very much, as I say in the podcast, a defender of the faith, someone who believes in what she's doing. Her heart is completely there, is not doing anything for the for the money at all. And circumstances just kind of proved that uh, she couldn't do it any, any longer. And it's a shame, it's, and, it's, and, it, and it is a shame, but she's very upbeat and, and, and completely positive about the whole the whole thing, which is fantastic. Please take a listen and, and, and see if you get anything from that. And as always, uh, like, comment, share and subscribe on YouTube to The Spoken Metal Show and onto iTunes to The Spoken Metal Show and on obviously Facebook and whatever social medias you follow. I thought this was an interesting one. Um, this felt important as so if we don't talk about things like these places closing, that they will happen more often. We all know that the history is littered with recent things about Great venues, great live music venues closing. I feel we need to talk about it. I feel it needs to be a forum. I would the, naturally the spoken metal show seems like the obvious place to do that. Feedback already, just the fact that I'm gonna sit I was gonna sit down with Helen was really positive. So have a listen to this podcast, see what you think as always, uh, and enjoy. So we're here at uh, Maguire's Pizza Bar. It's closed right now, it's like there's no one around, there's just me and, and Helen just chatting. Uh, which is weird because every time I've been here, there's always like someone in the corner, I've eaten uh, whatever. There's something going on. There's there's always a, it's a very much was a like a hive of activity. So it's weird now. It's like it's quiet. It's like, like the shop's quiet it's now. Weird, like, isn't it? It's strange. So we're going to get into obviously the the main reason I wanted to talk to to, to Helen today. But I want to kind of obviously go back and create a, a, a bit of a history because most people don't maybe know about the, what's going on, the, the situation. In order to tell a story, I think probably we need to tell it from, from the beginning. It makes most amounts of sense. Um, so, how with Helen? Hello. Um, how would you say, what would you say you are to Maguire's, the owner, the promoter, the, the runner, the everything? What would you say you are? Yeah, the, the owner... Uh... Director, if, if director, it's a banker, like, yes. yeah, you get to say managing director, sometimes. managing director, something like CEO. that. CEO, ridiculous, <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. But I also clean the toilets and all sure. the food, yeah, yeah, make yeah. the food and everything. So yeah, yeah. So okay, so for you, the the starting point for Maguire's, you were here from the very beginning. Yes. Okay, so when was the very beginning? How how long has this been? Uh, so we opened on the second of December two thousand and twelve. Mm-hmm. So not a bit shy of six years. Been okay, it's a long, long time. And mm-hmm. and so some some of our the people listening may have not realised it's been as as long running as it has. Um, when you first chose to do it, 
what was the, what was the plan? What did you want this to be, and why here? Why this? Because essentially, for someone who hasn't been here before, you have uh, a fairly sort of thin, long, uh, long room. Um, with at the very back is a, is, a, is a practice space, if you'd imagine, but it's big enough that they can actually have shows there. And from the outside, it's, it just looks like a cafe when you go yeah. past just like a cafe. But it's this fantastic raw space uh, to do stuff. Why here? And what was the original plan when you started? Um, well, I actually own a dance studio upstairs as well. Right. And I've had that live wire dance studio, shameless plug. I um, have that for nine years. So I've been there for nine years and I live upstairs. So... This used to be like a, it was a, a closed takeaway. Right. That people were kind of squatting in and the, out the back was like this weird taxi driver's office that always stank of weed. Um, <laughs> and I think eventually my landlord kicked them out. Sure. And my original idea at the back was going to be a dance studio. So right. I was going to have a second space for Livewire. Um, have a dance studio and have the front as like a cafe kind of reception right. for it. Um, and we were open for probably a few months and we were really quiet. Like... I didn't have much money to start it up, so you know we didn't even have much furniture. It was, sure. bit, it was pretty shit, to be honest. I look back at that and I feel sorry for myself then. Right. You know, um, and it just there was one night. So next door in sixty nine eighty antique shop, they their son was double booked in the pilgrim, and Trevor came in and said, "Oh, um, you've got space in the back, haven't you?" I was like, "Well, yeah, kind of." There's but it space, was yeah. it was all carpeted. There was like loads of old fruit machines, broken fruit machines. It was just full of shit and then um, he said oh, can we put a gig on in there I was like well you can try but like sure. there, there wasn't even any electricity in it it was so bad we had to get like a wire from the dance studio out the back an right. extension lead and ran the whole gig off like a one four way plug Brilliant. plugged into upstairs That's people so were getting electric shocks off the microphones it was <laughs> unbelievable and it was the most number of people we'd ever had in here it was me and one other lad working right we were just looking at each other like how it was a doom people? gig as well. How many people was it like? Only about know? sixty people. What? Like, what? What? These ninety. I was going to say it's it's going to be ninety hundred people. Yeah. Here, uh, and that's with like you know people like proper shoulder yeah. to shoulder, isn't it? So wow. It was just bonkers, and yeah, it was a doom gig as well. So <laughs> we were just kind of like in the kitchen, just. It was what do we do? What, what do we do? Yeah. Yeah, it was nuts. But then after, after on the back of that gig, about four people then said to me, "Can we have can we have a gig in here?" I was like, right. "Why would you want to?" This was like a kind of emergency venue for someone but people were into it and i thought yeah. well if you know this is what people want and people need it's obviously so much sure. they need it yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it just went from there yeah just grew and grew. Yeah, yeah. yeah so so the dance thing is your kind of primary thing what 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 is that is it like Not a really well i've had that for nine years it's okay it's just a dance studio that i hire out right so people put classes on there people use it for rehearsal space oh right okay um like the b-boys in liverpool have practiced up there for nine years right on a monday night that's kind of a staple and um yeah i teach as well I, it's people probably don't know this one sure. i teach lindy hop and swing okay. dancing Right. It's not very punk rock, I know, but it's, it's, still I quite, know. it's I a lot of fun. I swing rock, I've seen a lot of, that's a lot of massive amount of rockabilly crossovers. Yeah, yeah, It's a lot of fun. So you teach that? Yeah. Wow, that's insane. I'm running a company called Mersey Swing. Okay. It's been for like five years as well, so this and Mersey Swing kind of starts around the same time. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm very busy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it started as kind of like, let's expand the, 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 the dance room type yeah, of thing yeah. up there. Let's do that. And then... Crazily, uh, by necessity or otherwise, the other yeah. bands have gone. Okay, I need a space. Your yeah. space works for me. So, from a music point of view, where what what type of things were you, uh, were you into then, and and has that changed as this place has been open? Um, I've discovered new bands definitely. Like I've always been into punk. 
right. and ska. Okay. More of the happy end of punk. Yeah, um, sure. But also like heavy metal. Like, right. you know, I've loved Iron Maiden since I was a kid. Sure. So, you know, I've always been to music, gone to gigs. Um, I went to the art centre. Yeah. Up the road, the college. Um, I did dance there, but we knew a lot of the music guys there as sure. well. So, you know, we've always gone to, to gigs in little sweaty back rooms of places, yeah. so it was quite nice to have. So, so this first one was a Doom gig. Did you have any experience of Doom? Did you be um, like, what does that mean? Does it mean they're going to go crazy? Is there going to be a pit? Did I you knew know? what it was. Right. But to be surrounded by it for like four hours while you're sweating trying to make pizza was sure. just mad. Wow. Just, yeah. So that let's let let's take that as a sort of that's obviously quite a clear moment is uh, they finish up, everybody loads out and you're standing there with your other guy and you're like yeah. what the I think fuck? we had a little cry probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But did you think, you know what, let's let's if someone else asks now, let's keep that door open then. Because yeah, we oh, can yeah. do it. It's a bit mad with, with you know, wires everywhere and people <laughs> yeah. crazy. If but the fire brigade listen, we don't do that anymore. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Obviously it's completely compliant. But yeah. that's that's probably almost that little story there encapsulates the punk rock ethos, yeah. doesn't it? It was. It was better. Something needed to happen. Something needed to happen. Yeah. It was like we have to. We does. We don't know how we're going to get it to happen, but we'll we'll just kind of make it happen. Yeah. DIY at its absolute finest. You know, that's yeah. that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty noble. And I think that is probably why a lot of people then were like, "There's this venue." Mm-hmm. where the people are uh, there are you know trying the best they can they're doing it because they they, they love what they're doing yeah so then mm-hmm. what happened then was there a big wave of people or did it slowly what happened then um well there was yeah i mean that night i think we had three or four people coming this is great on that night uh-huh. asking about dates and i was like can you email me tomorrow sure when i'm not covered in flour yeah, yeah. um and then yes we got a few more booked in and mm-hmm. i think we did it really really casually for a while just kind of People asked, we said, oh, yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. And then as it went on, we started to encounter problems of shit getting broken, yeah. people, you know, doing all sorts of stuff. Yeah, so, the usual stuff that a venue has. Yeah, Because exactly. it's having people come through. So we kind of had to formalise it a little bit. Right. So we got a book of form. And every time something went wrong, we had to determine the book of form. Please don't do this. Yeah, Please sure. don't blow Signs up everywhere. Off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If you blow confetti can we have to clean it up, so don't do that. You know? <laughs> just not, you know, basically if I could have written don't be a dick, I would have. Yeah, done, just to have that, yeah. Yeah, um, and also to bring some people to the gig. Right. You know, is one of our terms that if people don't bring people to the gig, it really screws us over. You yeah. know, I don't think people understand that sometimes that if yeah. they don't promote the gig that one of the things I've seen here, uh, which shows I've been, is that everybody stays for all the acts. Um, to a certain degree, to a certain degree, I've, I've seen a couple of times, but I've seen a lot of times where people would would stay, would yeah. just be like, I, I, sometimes they would maybe move in here, get something to eat, and go back, but they wouldn't, yeah. they wouldn't watch their band and then go, which yeah. can sometimes. Happen. I think most gigs that is the case. Mm, yeah. um, I think we're having food here. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps people in a little so bit I, I did want to talk about that because that's like, it's it's just this whole sort of it covers so much ground this place in terms of the art side of it, but then the food side of it because the. The food is kind of certainly where I seen the first sort of normal vegan food, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. When it was like kind of okay, this is the menu and it's all great, but yeah. it just happens to be vegan. You know, it yeah. just happens. It wasn't what the the, the the sort of the agenda wasn't pushed. It yeah. was just like look, there's there's a little really nice things to eat. What would yeah. you like? You know, was where did that come from then? The the thing to put food in in, in the mix there. Well, we start because it, it it was going to be a cafe with the dance studio. Right. So when we first opened. We got this bit open, then I was going to sort the back right, out. Right, okay. So we, we, we've always done pizza, because I 
pizza's boss. It's the perfect food. Yeah. It's got cheese and it's got bread in it. Do you know? Sure. So, um, but I'm vegetarian and I've been forever. Sure. Really. And the Claire who used to work here, she's vegan. Uh-huh. I don't know if she was at the time actually when we, we started doing the vegan food, but we started doing the cheeseless pizza. Right. Um, as an option. And then it was like, well, this is a bit shit. We'll have a look at vegan cheese. Right. And I think we, you know, we, we started putting that on and people were going mad for it. So yeah. we started, because we had a lot of veggie options, it was mm. quite easy to then transfer that into vegan as well because sure. veggies will eat vegan food. You know, it's, yeah, there's no yeah. problem with that. Did you find a lot of the bands as well stayed and just ate here rather than the classic thing of they come in into a venue, load in and go, right, let's go and find somewhere to eat. They just, they, they kind of got it right here. Like. Yeah, I think it depends if they, if they were travelling. Mm. So if they're not from Liverpool, very often they'll come in and they'll go out and have a wander. Right, know? right. Um, visit the pubs around here or go to the Albert Dock or whatever yeah, yeah. but a lot of the local bands will just come and yeah, basically stay for the day yeah, yeah. I love that whole thing of we're going to have something to eat because that's how most people have their nights and their days they go okay let's go for something to eat maybe have a couple of drinks and go to the show mm. you kind of did all that here yeah. it's like a one stop shop so you come here I've seen people sitting around all day here and yeah. then they go oh there's a gig tonight okay well I'll, I'll yeah, go and do yeah. that so then the bands that started coming in, was it a particular type? Was it like, just, was it Metal Axe and, and, and Doom and Stone and Metal and that type of thing? And Scar and Punk, was it that type of thing? Yeah, or? just everything to right. begin with, really. Um, I mean, it still is now. We've never... Yeah. We've had problems with one or two types of music. Sure. Um, and they're the only ones that have ever said, never again. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. And that was... Um, we had rap battles once. Okay, with two guys with uh, mics. And yeah, the, okay. and I'm all, that's fine. Yeah. It's, uh, loads of fun, but the people that came to it were just awful. Just scallies, basically. Right, right. And, you know, if, if scallies want to come and behave themselves, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they want to come around, <clears throat> walk around with a bottle of brandy and then try and fight me when okay. I take it off them, sure. then they can fuck off. So <laughs> sure. we, I think we had two shows like that. We had one. And then another one a few months later, and I was just like, no, I'm just, just not doing that anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think that's probably you finding what... I think every venue has a a, a, a certain leaning to certain types of music. Yeah, I think it's very rock-ish. Yeah, I think that is, and, and but it, it seems to me then that that first sort of year or so was you kind of going, okay, well, this music and this clientele suits kind of what we're doing, so let's yeah. Yeah, let's kind of let book more more of those type acts. So. Where, what's the most amount of people you've had in here then? Um, I mean, 90s are capacity, and right. we ask the promoters to keep an eye on that. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so there's probably been a few more than that in. Sure. Um, without us knowing. Yeah, you know, yeah. We've always tried to keep it at that. Yeah, Basically, yeah. once you can't get any more people in that room... That's it. Yeah. That's it. And and just so for the, for the listeners, uh, it's the room is kind of like the very back, and it's a pretty. It's just a square room. It looks like it looks like a very large storage room, <coughs> and yeah. there's a stage just at one side, and it's it's a very small stage. If you can get your drum riser yeah, on there, that's, that's about right. that's about it. Um, but it's this raw space. It's one of those things. I've been to a, a lot of famous venues and famous sort of places where they play music. And there's an unsaid thing when you when you're in that place, and that feels like that has that. Mm. Um, I think that's very special. So, what was the feedback that you were getting from the bands that were coming in? Why were they why <coughs> were they saying, "Okay, we're we're coming in out because of this," or we like it because of that? What was the um, feedback from those bands? In the, the first year or so, when it was still very very raw, um, uh, it was all right. Most bands seemed happy to be because it's right. quite chilled. Mm-hmm. Some fans not so much because I was talking to Tony Frantipop on yeah. Facebook and one of the gigs they put on, 
there was a band from London, I think, and they were just like looking around, going, we're, what? Oh, we're playing the back of a restaurant. Yeah, what is what this? Yeah. Playing yeah. They were not happy. <laughs> they were not happy about it at all. Sure. But um, everyone else seems. I think it's got it, it has it has that cool factor. It is very cool. Like it is <coughs> it is a cool place, especially to see like you know punk rock at because mm. it just lends itself re- really well to that. So then we, we was like quite a lot of years there. Did it did it speed up or has it stayed pretty consistent? So did you go from say and doing I don't know fifty forty shows a year? Did that speed up or? Was it kind of did it start slow and then gradually build? What was the trajectory of like shows? Did it kind of explode at a certain point over that sort of time? Um, only to build at the beginning when people right. started finding out that it was available. Right. You know, and then as well once we cleaned up a bit. Sure. So once we got rid of all of the um, the, the fruit machines and um, the mouldy wall. Yeah. <coughs> I'm sorry, my throat's so dry. It's alright. Um, yeah. So one of the walls, the the roof's leaked. Years, so it was just it was wet. It was wet the whole sure. time. So once we kind of sorted a lot of that out, um, I think we got even more coming coming in. Right. But um, th- that's the problem with this place. We've never been able to predict what it's going to whether it's going to be busy or quiet. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes you think, well, over Christmas it's going to be quiet, but then you'll have people booking here because nowhere else is taking bookings. You know that kind of thing. Sure. So yeah, I think when people found out that it was available, people started coming. Yeah. And then again, it's it, whenever anything changes, that's when you start to see more bookings. So we got Ian, um, Digilogging, who does the sound now. Right. Probably at least a year ago now, maybe two years ago. And he put his PA in there. Okay. So that's that was a bit of a change where we never used to have our own sound engineer. We used to have a PA um, that Craig from Bow and Arrow, I think his band was called. I think it was sat in his mum's garage sure and he just wanted somewhere for it I to be <laughs> so, I love that I love that but it was a really good PA I think he came yeah. from a club in town or something and um, so we just had that we just hired out to people and they did what they wanted with it sure and it was fine but we did have to replace bits of it and sometimes people didn't have a sound engineer so it was just easier for us to put a proper in-house PA in and he yeah. just takes the money for it so, so. You, so you started with two people Originally, when you first kind of did that first show, um, it was just two. Was it or the whole crew was two, or was it no? Audience? There was four of us that worked. Yeah. Okay. And so what? What? Where are we at now? Is the same group of people? Has it changed? Or? Actually, James, who did that first gig, is still here. That's amazing. He did have a bit of a break. Right. Um, he left because he's got uni and lots of other things sure. going on. And then around, we needed staff, and I randomly saw him in the streets on Bowl Street. It's like you're not looking for work, are you? He's like, oh yeah, yeah. It's like, do you want to come back? Yeah. And yeah, he came back, so he's he's still here. That's amazing. Yeah. That's. I don't think I'm pretty sure there's not a the venue in the land that could say they've got most of their own original crew. That's yeah. fantastic, and I love that it's all like. It seems like it's fallen down a set of stairs and landed on its feet. It's like yeah. someone wandering on the street to ask you, "This guy's PA in in in, in someone's garage." It just <laughs> yeah. it just seems like it was meant it was meant to happen. Yeah. So then, um, there was there a point where you were like. This is something special. Did you can recognise that straight away? Were you like, I think we have something special. I think we have something that's that's pretty cool here. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that that first gig, mm. watching everyone, just a surprise, yeah. yeah. And um, as well, I think the first time we ever showed a, a wrestling pay per view, so we used to do wrestling sure. on Sundays. Yeah. Um, and loads of people came. So you'd like screen it on on one of the walls, or would it on be on the in... Titan Okay, yeah. yeah so <laughs> if, just to the right of us, we have a wall. Um, big, huge white wall, like sort of twelve foot by you know fifteen or so, 
and there's like the steel sort of girders of a wrestling sort of intro thing and then there's all characters painted on walls um, like you know from the attitude era if you will like <coughs> DX and stuff and crazy things like that so you would you would project it on here and yeah. would show like a pay-per-view or yeah. a, okay um, like old ones so right. not, not none of the new stuff but yeah um and loads of people came to that, and I thought, well, this is there's people over here. Well, where did the wrestling thing come into it then? How did that go? Yeah, you're a fan because you're a fan <laughs> yeah. yourself. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So you were like, I'll put it on and see what happens, and that was like successful. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. excellent. So then you had that going on in the days as well, and and the gigs. Night. It seems like you covered an awful lot of real Genre. estate. <laughs> yeah, but it's like you got music, you got food, you got television, you yeah. know, you got everything. Because was it was there any kind of sort of like you know, almost a dare to say it, but a business plan? Was there anything where you go, listen, this is what we can do next and this yeah. it just seems it was all born from I really like this thing, so I'm going to do it. Pretty much. Like, you know, I like this thing, I know other people like this thing, yeah. so we'll see what happens, yeah. Um That's incredibly rare. I, I'm I don't know if you know it, but that's a rare thing yeah. that someone has a venue, a raw space as as you keep saying, raw space <laughs> where someone just does something because they like it. You know what I mean? It's very clear uh, speaking to Helen before the podcast, it's very clear to me that there is no, there's not like, you know, you can speak to some promoters and some people who own, own venues and stuff that really do just care about the money, just care about the bottom line and, and that every, there's no problems. Um, you're, you're just simply not like that. No. And, and I need to be one of the people that tells you on behalf of a whole host of people who believe that, that um, you're one of those people as we, we call it in the metal business or I call it in the metal business the defender of the faith if somebody believes in what they're doing yeah. it doesn't, doesn't matter about the money is that fairly accurate like you just, um, you just yeah, I mean yes. I know you need to keep a roof over <laughs> your head it. you yeah. have to pay I the bills I care about the money enough to have to pay the bills sure <clears throat> but you know this, this place is never going to make a fortune and that wasn't mm. really the point yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Um, it was I think it was Alec from Antipop I think they came in <clears throat> and he said, oh, you know, we like this place because you're not a drug dealer. Every other venue we <laughs> sure. go to is run by drug dealers or right. scallies or just dickheads. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I do think it is quite rare to have venues that's just it's run by exceptionally a kind of normal rare. It's exceptionally rare. <laughs> Same normal, yeah. So, one of the reasons I wanted to sit down with yourself, like I said, was that I'd seen a lot of articles and bits and pieces have been posted everywhere about that um, the Maguire's was going to close, that there was going to be a number of shows and then it was going to close. And I felt that um, I wanted to know a little bit more, felt that other people would want to know a little bit more. And I wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit. To I feel as though if we talk about it, it kind of maybe will nicely spotlight it and maybe prevent other places having that issue. And I thought it might be a nice sort of handshake then to whatever this place is going to be. Yeah. So when... How did that kind of happen and how did the kind of decision, what were the steps that led up to it where this place potentially would close and maybe, you know, gestate into something else? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> to be honest, we've always struggled and there's always been a point sometimes where I think, um, I can't do this anymore. You know, at one sure. point that was because um, we got a massive business rates bill right. and I was just like, I can't pay this, I don't right. know what I'm going to do, you know. And there's been lots of points along the line like that. So we've always kind of struggled. Um, you know, we have we have quite a lot of quiet nights. So people come and they see the busy nights and like, oh, why is it short? And I don't understand. But it's like, well, all those other nights that are quiet really affect us. You know, so we we've been all right, and then we're not, and then we're all right, and we we've kind of doing okay. Um, and then we got hit with a ridiculous VAT bill. Right. And this is I think people forget that even though it's DIY and it's punk, it's there's I've laws got to pay and there's VAT, rules. I've got to followed. pay people's yeah. pensions. I've got to pay. Yeah. You know, I've just got to pay a lot of things out. Sure. Um, 
so yeah, we got screwed badly by our accountant with our being born, but that's what happened. And we got mm. this massive bill that we just never really recovered from. So sure. trying to pay VAT whilst having a massive it was debt. Just, it was just a punch in the just, stomach that you couldn't recover yeah, from. It was like, just yeah. going on and on. And, you know, that was a big part of it. Mm. Um, so we were kind of on the edge anyway. And this summer, I know a lot of pars in town have struggled because like, it's been that hot. People don't want to come and sit in a sweaty little bar. They don't want to eat hot foods in town. They just want to sit at home in the garden, have a beer. Um, The World Cup as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Even the places that were showing it in town... Still struggling. ...weren't that busy. Because everybody everybody was. It was on (laughs) public television, so yeah. yeah. You know, bits of me were thinking, oh, should we show it? And I was like, well, why bother? You know, people aren't coming in. That right there and then, that sounded like you made a choice between compromising and doing what you where your heart went. Well, exactly. And you I know, think, yeah, yeah, we're not a fo- we're not a sports bar. It wasn't something you 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 felt, you know, but you know, your yeah. heart was in, so you didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it wasn't worth it. So, mm. yeah, uh, just one thing after another and after another, and I got as well. I'm <clears throat> I'm tired. <laughs> like, you know, I'm just I'm so burnt sure. out with it, and I think I'd rather. Rather than try and hold on, hold on, and keep getting more and more debt, and like, it essentially being shut down by someone else. Yeah. Um. I'd much rather. I gave you. Know, I've told. I told the staff a month or two ago. Basically, this isn't looking good. Yeah. You know, we're at a point that we're probably not going to recover from. Right. So, you know, I'm gonna because that that was my. Obviously, people love the place, and yeah. I love the place. But my main concern was that the staff weren't gonna. I didn't want to be the mm. kind of place that would just have a, door, a note on the door. They turn up one day and, and yeah, short sides, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I gave them as much notice as possible and kind of few have got other jobs and stuff. So I'm quite happy with we are where we are with that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I'm. <clears throat> I think I'm happy. In, in you know, in me to for it to kind of sure. It was it, it. feels like it's maybe it was it, it was it's time for that chapter at least to to kind of close. Yeah. You to maybe go away and kind of go okay. What do I what do I like? What do I maybe reassess things that you want to yeah. do with the place and what have you, and then kind of move on. It seems like you've handled it the best you could with the cards you were dealt. Like well, you know, it seems like you've dealt some pretty tough cards. It's it's really stressful running mm. somewhere, and I think a lot of pe- people, especially ones that take come in and take the piss, yeah. don't quite understand how hard it is running somewhere like this, especially yeah. on your own. I mean, I got a manager in Jimmy who came over from the Casmere Gardens. Sure, and I mean he's been great. He's brought a lot of other things in so like showing films and doing quizzes and like he had loads of other ideas of how we can make it better you know put yeah. deals on and all this yeah. but, so um i've had he's had my back for a little while as well mm-hmm. um but generally you know on a friday when it comes to time to pay the wages it's all me <laughs> you know it's all me trying to find that money sure. to pay and it's every week yeah. you know so after years of that i'm just like i want someone to pay me sure. i want someone to pay into my pension i just want yeah. You know, just a, a no, not saying normal life. I think I'll be bored shitless with a normal life after three months, but like, sure. just for a, a little bit of a break for a while. Yeah, right? it just yeah. it just sounds as though you know it it it's it's just eroded at the the edges of you. You know, yes, just like absolutely. you've been. It's like okay, um, you've got to because you, te- you to run a venue and certainly to to promote and stuff. You have to give a bit of your soul. You just you just do. Oh, you yeah. really do, and it, there's so much. And that's for every gig, for the gigs that are bad, for the gigs that are good, the gigs that are well attended, the gigs mm-hmm. that are or everything. So people don't realise that they see you maybe for one show and they don't see they come to another three shows, but you're still here. You're still doing those three shows that, that kind of happen there. Mm-hmm. So now what's the, the, the transition between the, the two? So what, are, uh, what is this that you can tell us? I know there's some stuff that you can't tell us for obvious reasons. What is the, the transition? Will it close? Will it stay open? 
as it transitions or will it be a point where it closes yeah. and then something um, else happens? Kind of. So the first of September is mm-hmm. the last gig that we've got on here. Okay. Um, that is going to be insane. I think that's going to be as insane as the first one. Sure. Um, I think they've got either six or seven bands booked in. He just keeps adding them to the bill. Um, and yeah, they've got some quite popular bands. And again, it's like heavy stuff. Yeah, sure. So it, it will be quite fun. Um, so that's our last gig on the 1st of September. Then after that, um, any gigs that are booked in is still going ahead. Yes. Um, but on the 2nd of September, I'm gone, basically. Sure. You know, I'm, I'm walking away. I'm dealing with the rest of my life. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, from that date, the new owners are going to come in. And I think that the plan is to, <clears throat> to work on the bar in between the gigs. So right. we've only got a couple of gigs in the first few weeks. So sure. in between then, they can do everything they want to do with the actual bar. Mm-hmm. But while the gigs can still go ahead, so right. yeah, any, anything that's on, they're still carrying on with. Sure. They, you know, they are friends of mine, so they like going to gigs. They like music. They like wrestling. Yeah. Um, you know, so <clears throat> it's it's still going to have hopefully a similar vibe. I hate the word vibe, yeah, but like yeah, you know, yeah. um, a feeling to it. Just the front will be completely different. Right. Yeah. You know, anyway, I think that's that's going to be one of my saddest things is seeing the wrestlers mm. getting painted over. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> I, I, probably, I don't know if I'll watch it or not, or if we'll just take photos. Oh man! Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow! It'd be nice if we, we it'd be nice if we like, did, the, like you say, the, the, that last show. If, if if everybody just gets a load of photos, so it's documented. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? that's, that's, that's my plan. Yeah, we need to get as many people as we can to that show. Within cap- within capacity, I think yeah. it's gonna I think it's gonna sell out anyway. Yeah. Um, and just like document it as best we can because it's it the it, it period that it was open is a real. So I genuinely believe that people will look back when they look about uh, music and certainly that scene in Liverpool. You will be in there along yeah, with hopefully. the Crazy House <laughs> and, yeah, and, 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 and you know <laughs> and Planet X. So you're yeah, back yeah. at Sloan's before it was the K and that's and you. I think you will fit within that mm. there. And that's you know I guess like I said I'm here to tell you that that's a legacy and that's your legacy yeah. and that's something you gave them. And on behalf of everybody that's ever come to a show here and loves this place, you know, thanks for, for for doing that. You know. Well, Thank you for doing that because Helen, Helen needs to have a lie down for a bit <laughs> yeah. now, you know. Um, so, what 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 is life after this for you? Are you gonna, are you, um, you know, obviously you're gonna like, take a bit of time for yourself. And... Yeah, I'll probably have to get a real job. Sure. Just feel like that's my plan is the sure. real job, a few days a week. So I've, I've still got my dance studio mm-hmm. and um, my dance company. Yeah. What's so, that dance company? Just in case people want to check it out because it sounds really cool. Yeah, like, it's yeah. called Mersey Swing. Mersey Swing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So sure. um, we. We have our classes each week and we have, we put events on as well. So again, it's more event managing, event yeah, 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 putting, yeah. putting stuff on. I love organising You things. can't get away from that. Well, it's, it's, it. it's in your blood, sure. And yeah. you know, and again, the wrestling always comes into because we've got an event, a yearly event called Smackdown. Right. So it's a dance event, but we have a competition in it and stuff. So obviously I need okay. it at Smackdown. Oh, right. So they are. I thought, I, I had <laughs> it's a, not actual wrestling. I had a thought that people, people in Lycra fighting each other and dancing. I was like, that's brilliant. Yeah. It could happen. <laughs> could it happen. absolutely could happen. So, sure. The stuff I want to do with Mersey Swing, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'd love us to have our own venue. That's right. my dream goal, is yeah. to, for Mersey Swing to have a big dance hall, almost. Sure. You know, to put more dance events on. to Because yeah. we love going up to like the Caledonia to watch bands like Speakeasy Bootleg Band or the Headhunters right. who play in um, Hannah's and go and dance into live music. Sure. You know, it's brilliant. It's such a good... Yeah. That's why we learn to do it. It's, a, it's, it's like... A live gig, but when dancing is involved, it's like when you go, I can't explain it, the only way I can explain it is, it's like when you go to watch a film and it's a comedy, if everybody's laughing, yeah, exactly. you laugh more. Yeah. When everybody's dancing, the vibe just goes through yeah. the roof. I've seen that when, uh, you know, at the 
tattoo conventions stuff I've seen oh, yeah. swing dancing and people doing that and mm-hmm. it just kind of like it turns the dial up on the live show yeah. entirely it's a really it's amazing thing <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. we get about uh, yeah it's brilliant and the bands love it the yeah. bands love having people dancing to them so that that's what I would love like a big warehouse somewhere to yeah. set up a bit speakeasy-ish sure you know, that that's something possibly in the future yeah what's your thoughts on on on, on the scene for, for music in Liverpool and then as a, by extension the whole sort of, of UK and beyond it's like what's your thoughts mm. on the live music do you think it's you think I mean there's there's a ton of venues we, we were talking about before we came up came on this is the that are closing now because they yeah. just they just it's just not working out do you think it's how do you think we get past that? Do you think, I mean, a place like Maguire seemed like a necessity to keep that whole thing alive? Because yeah. where are those doing bands going to play yeah, now? Know. You know? Um, I, not, I think, like I say, it's, it's hard to keep that DIY kind of feeling mm. whilst running a business. You know, unless you do it on the sly without doing any of that. And then if you get caught, it gets shut straight away. Yeah. You know? Um, which has happened to various places. Yeah, yeah, happened, yeah. You know. Breaking fire regulations yeah, and exactly. all that type of stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you've got to be really careful. So if you try and do it legit, <clears throat> then you get taxed through the arse. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I don't know what the answer is really. Maybe some funding for venues to mm. be able to, to host bands and also to be able to run. with. Because, yeah. like I say, if I have a quiet gig, mm. it affects us. And if we have a week of quiet gigs and then a month of weeks like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, it just yeah. really, you know, we get extra staff in, we get extra... Mm. stocking mm. and sometimes it's not the band's fault sometimes it's you know the trains are off or yeah there's always those crazy else. external factors yeah but sometimes i mean we've had promoters book stuff here and bands and then not advertise it at all mm. so or they'll have a facebook page that mm. they've made for it and not invited anyone to it and you get a lot of bands that want to they basically go on holiday right and play gigs but so they'll book venues mm. And if no one comes, they've lost 50 quid, they don't care. They've but, played the venue. the venue, yeah. The venue yeah. have lost potentially a good gig that could have gone in its place. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they've lost the money from the bar, the money from the staff. Or the staff are getting sent home early, so the staff are losing hours. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I think people possibly need to take that into account when they're, they're booking venues. You think maybe there's an element as well where people go, okay, well, I can see that band on a YouTube video or a wherever, so I don't need to go to see them. You think um, there's an element of that I as well? I don't think so, actually. No? I think with, like, I think the people that go to gigs and the people that like local music, like live right. music, you know, they want to be able to go. And, you know, it's, it's cheap here, which is, means people can come out more. But people are still skint at the end of the day, you yeah. know. So if people can come out, they will, if they know about the gig. Sure. You know, so we, we do our best to promote other people's there's, gigs. There seems to be, like, uh, especially with some of the younger promoters that I've talked to, uh, one of the common sort of misconceptions is, I'll put a uh, Facebook post up about it. Mm. It's like, that is literally, it's not even the tip of the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the, you know, posters still exist. Yeah. You know, it, it, there's, there's a whole world of social media and yeah. there's a whole world of kind of getting, real promotion, it takes an enormous amount of work. Yeah. Like to do it properly, you simply putting up a Facebook post saying, come to our show yeah. is not going to work. It's not enough, you know. Yeah. Like uh, Jay, who works here, um, he's put his own gigs on and he'll be at outside other venues and other punk shows with flyers like come to my go yeah, yeah. and speak to people and go I've got this boss band on here you know yeah, and that's yeah. what you need to do you need to be speaking yeah. to other people so and I know it's not easy hmm. and like I say people are skint so not everyone can come to shows as much as they probably like but um, you know it, it is it's tough it's tough for everyone it's tough for bands because yeah. I, I, something that makes me sad I've spoken about to other people is 
we, we occasionally put our own shows on. Like, we very rarely do in-house shows, but mm. we have been putting a few on. Yeah. Um, and the bands don't expect to get paid. I find that so weird. That's interesting. You know, you try and give them money, and they're like, oh, what? Oh, that's well, too I'm much. Don't worry, don't worry. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. just played. You spent the whole evening here, earning yeah. me money in my bar. Yeah. Take the 20 quid off me. Yeah. We just split all the door money. Isn't that interesting that we've, so we've, we've devalued that, that someone's ability? And this is the other thing is that when someone presents a 20-minute set of music with uh, with a Dave done, that's that 20 minutes is like years in the making. Yeah, absolutely. They've lived and played their music, instrument. Yeah, you know, they've sat there, wood shedded the music, and, and and tried to kind of get there. So you're paying for a whole lot of stuff yeah. that you don't, you know, you don't really kind of see that to get us to that place. Yeah. You know, and practice rooms cost money, instruments cost money, getting here in a car costs money. Yeah, yeah. So when people try and not take the money off me. <laughs> put, it, put it on a table. Isn't that like, crazy that, that, that that's the mentality that they've yeah. been born into? Yeah. It's like, oh no, you don't, you don't, musicians don't get paid. Yeah, it's not. What? Okay, well. Yeah. And I've, I've heard the story as well that someone has told me they played the gig and the promoters actually asked them to chip in for the headline band. <laughs> Wow. So they played and they were expected to pay some money in towards yeah. the headline. Band. It's the whole misconception of, of, and it's this horrible word, it's exposure. Yeah, and it's yeah. A, such a horrible... It'll It'll just, it's a horrible fucking word, isn't yeah. it? We'll pay you an exposure. Yeah. You know, I'll pay my gas bill with that. Exactly. Yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't work yeah. like that, yeah. How do we, I mean, where do we even start to fix that? I mean... Yeah, it's tough because if someone's promoting a show, you mean you're never going to make, unless you're promoting massive bands, you're never going to make yeah. a living from promoting gigs yeah you know and some of the promoters that i know also do you know they do blogs they do all sorts of other things mm. alongside mm-hmm. putting shows on yeah so i don't know if people are coming in thinking that they're going to make a load of money yeah. and, you know they'll take the money on the door and then just give the bands you know five yeah. even there I, but i don't i don't know if that's what happens i'm not really i many think we've got our own shows yeah on, we have the money from the door and you know i guess if i was the promoter i'd then pay the salmon out of that yeah. And maybe keep a turn for my next posters, but then there's still a bunch of cash in there for the the bands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's sad that they don't see that. I think there's know. a what's the best way? It's like a almost a civic responsibility of someone that's putting on a show to do that. I think yeah. you know. I think if you're sitting there right now and you're a promoter thinking, well, I've got this next show coming up and I'm gonna. I'll I'll make this amount of money if I don't pay the bands. I think you you yeah. need to have to take a long hard look yeah. at what you're what you're doing for the culture, what you're yeah. doing for the art that that is there. You know, I think you have to take a really long hard look. Yeah. So maybe that's it. Maybe it starts with the promoters. Possibly, I think it's you know? it's a bit of everything. Yeah, and the bands as well yeah. not accepting that and coming to a show and going, okay, well, yeah. how much am I getting paid? And they're going, okay, it's twenty pounds. Yeah. You're doing twenty minute set or whatever it may be. I I, I can't remember who, who it was who was talking to me said that uh, when they first assisted started out they insisted that they were always getting paid even if it was fiver yeah. for every show they did yeah. and he wouldn't work a show and and it meant that they turned down a whole raft of shows yeah. but maybe that's what needs to happen as well musicians need to go okay listen it's, i think there's a big there's a bigger thing umbrella in this in so much as the it's the devaluation of music yeah i think that is what we're really talking about is that now people don't buy cds you know people don't Music doesn't seem to have a value, therefore yeah. musicians don't seem to have a value. By and by extension, fully the, uh, a live show and people playing live doesn't have a value. I think that's probably what's maybe happening here, um, and that's that's a conversation for a whole other oh, yeah, day there. But it's yeah, I think it definitely starts with the bands. And it definitely starts with like to yourselves where you've got this just this 
old school, if you will, working uh, mentality of like, mm. well, you've just done some work for yeah. me. You've just cut my grass, yeah. so I'm going to pay you. You just, yeah. just, you know, did my windows, I'm going to pay you. Yeah. You just played a set, I'm going to pay you. Yeah. Um, so I think the, the, one of the interesting things that you said was that if you're a young promoter now and you're coming to a venue or whatever, bear that in mind, guys. Do you know what I mean? That it know. starts and ends with you. Mm. You know, if, you, if we don't, if they, those people don't put those things in place, no one else is going to. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, so I don't listen. I, that's that's a conversation of a day, yeah. and I don't <laughs> want to fall down that down, down down that rabbit hole. What I always like to end the, uh, the, the whenever I talk to anybody involved in it is I always like to talk about their favourite show they've ever been to. And the favourite show that they've ever been a part of. So, whatever order you want to do it, the favourite show that you've ever been to, if that springs to mind, or like I say, favourite show that you've been on, you've either ran or you've mm. been a part of, you've done something with. I am. Um, a lot of favourite shows. Sure. Probably, I mean, I've, my very first show was Iron Maiden, and I was about nine and I had the chicken so, pox so when are we dating that we don't want to we, uh, yeah. hey, um, I'm 34 today sure. wow <laughs> so, really yeah it That's was a amazing. lot longer okay. ago I don't know I think sure I, yeah however long ago that was um, that was one because it sticks in my so mind you were, so your parents took life. you to, to my dad to, took me yeah, and then we went backstage and shout out to Helen's dad what's, that, what's the, the, the dad's name shout out to Dave yeah. for, for taking it to what a great bit of parenting know, yeah. that is <laughs> taking it to yeah. see Maiden fantastic it was brilliant. It do you remember the whole show do you remember who supported and stuff um, like that yeah it was oh then you're nine Maxine. and you remember that yeah it was Ricky Warwick is I think his name he was in sure. uh, Black, is he in Black Star Riders he's in Black Star Riders yeah. now but he was um, in uh, the, Almighty. the Almighty okay yeah, he's yeah. Sported. I've got a picture with him as well that's it that's it yeah we went to see Black Star Riders a few few months yeah. ago and I posted it on there about the good guy Ricky this. yeah good guy um, so he had yeah. that long red hair back then yeah, yeah, yeah big curly yeah. red hair wow so um, they supported them yeah yeah. so uh, that was good but were you like, listening to the music before you yeah, say, yeah. so you, you'd had all the albums and you were like this is amazing yeah and, yeah my dad made me a clock um of a poster of Eddie. That's amazing. <laughs> like, and all my mates, little girl mates, are like, oh, what's what, that? What's Eddie's crazy face <laughs> on there? Like, Eddie's fine. Don't worry about him. That's amazing. But, you come up with that must have blown your mind because even now they're incredible. they're a great show. Yeah, yeah. And we that's stood a really live far back show. And I was just like, Eddie, bring Eddie out and stuff. And yeah, you must have been like mind blown. Yeah, wow. I had a little leather jacket on. Oh, that's yeah. I might put a picture on there. Oh, well, you've got it now. Yeah, you got yeah. it now. It's because um, your birthday as well. You got, yeah. you got to do that, like yeah. Yeah, but I think my fa- one of my favorite ever shows. We went to see Andrew WK. A sure. A couple of years. We've seen him a few times. Okay. Every one of his shows is my favorite Amazing. show. But um, we all would. We all got, went dressed up as him. And yeah, yeah. At the front, and he played. I think did he play? Oh no, that was in town. He played. I get wet from start to finish. Yeah. And we were all on stage with him then. That was like when he used to wear the white jeans. He and, and what he does, I don't know if this is true. I'd like, I think, so the thing about it is very cool. Is at the start of the tour, he has those clothes yeah. and doesn't change them till the end. I believe that's the case. I'd like that's to why. That was too. I, I'm, yeah. Knowing the guy, yeah. I'm pretty sure that that's exactly it is, what it yeah. is. I remember when they first were around and the. Um, uh, he was telling the story about how he went to like a, a showcase thing with a load of record company executives where they were, they were all told that Andrew WK was the next big thing and yeah. Party Hard was like this huge thing and they, and he said there was no one there was no crowd there was just a load of like guys in suits almost like, right. take, and he did that he did like I get wet there. Yeah, can you yeah. imagine that like and they'd oh, just be like what the fuck yeah. is this <laughs> this is the next thing yeah oh that's cool so yeah. that was a pretty good show yeah, yeah. just love him <laughs> Did it give you that fire when you see those shows to do this type of thing? Where yeah, you go, a little Fuck, bit. 
I'm, I'm not I've allowed. I've tried to get him on here. <laughs> like, what? Like very, very casually. Wow. We just, I think a few of us, when he's played in Liverpool, raising. or when he's playing in Manchester, we just pissed him like, <laughs> hi, do you want to come for pizza? You know, and if you want to... He strikes me as being that guy to be like, yeah, sure. Well, he, he actually did reply to someone yeah. last year. He, he posted about here. I was like, next time you're in Liverpool, come here. And he was like, hey, yeah, I might do. Please, please come in. That'd be amazing. Yeah. So then, that's a, the gigs you've seen. What about a gig that you've worked, that you've been actually involved um, with? God, there's been lots here. Yeah. I think one that sticks out is um, some of my friends from college who were in, in a band then. Um, their band developed into a band called Chief. Right. Um, like a Liverpool melodic hardcore band from years ago. And they reformed a place here not that long ago. Sure. That was a pretty incredible gig. That yeah. was, yeah, to have them back on here, having known them from when the singer yeah. Dan used to have like a, a sheep song and that's all he would wear on nice. stage to, to the grown-ups that they are now, you know, so that yeah. was nice to see to see that. Um, and yeah, Dick Valentine plays here from Electric Six yeah, yeah. quite a bit, so they're always really amazing shows as well, so we yeah. sit and watch him and then trundle off to the O2 and sure. watch Sure, because there's something <laughs> special about an intimate venue, there's yeah. something special about, there's no guardrail, yeah, there's yeah. no... There's no. They're just a person like you. Yeah, there's no security guy there mm. pushing you back. Yeah. You're not 15 foot from the, the people. There's yeah. no one telling you you can't take photos. The the beer prices aren't ridiculous. Yeah. It's there's you know there's something. Knowing that a gig can fall apart at any moment yeah. is one of the best things in the world. Yeah. I think. I think that's that's a great thing. You know. Yeah. So if that's if that's the legacy that, that that we leave for Maguire's is that you know we created a lot of moments and and you say that that was one of your favourites. You've created that for other people. Yeah. You did. Yeah. You did, and the people that, that, that played and the people that, 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 that worked in here created that. And to some people, we I hope that they came to those shows and come to the next shows and are inspired to do things like promote and inspired to do things like help bands and stuff like that. You need to take this and, 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 and make something more of it. Um, you, you're the genesis for that. Like you need to, I, like I keep saying, the, the messages that I got off a lot of friends were like, you need to tell tell them what this place means. Yeah. I'm sure you understand, <laughs> but I'm here to yeah. tell you that it means a lot. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be at the show tomorrow. The show tomorrow. It, I don't know if this will be up in time, but the show tomorrow is where the band's the Spanish announce it's table. On Sunday. It's on Sunday. Yeah, Sorry. It's, uh... Sorry, well, I'll definitely be there then. Yeah. Um, so on, on, on Sunday is a Spanish announced uh, table team. Uh, team. Sorry, yeah. Spanish announced team. I'm thinking of the table because it always yeah. gets the, uh, the Spanish announced team, and they play walk on and um, uh, walk off music, if you will, yeah. walk on music for loads of wrestlers, which I just think is incredible. That seems like the perfect mix. And then throw a load of pizza, and that just seems like a perfect yeah. mix. That seems and like a good time. People dressed in wrestling gear as well, which is going to be. A good yeah, so I, I think <laughs> I, I should be able to get this whole thing up before then, and I think that that's going to be a nice one of the nice shows to get to, and certainly the very last show, September the first. Yeah. I think that's going to be a great a great send off. Um, well, uh, Helen, like I said, I think I've said about six times now. <laughs> thank you to coming on this, and hopefully, mm. you know, we've we've kind of explained some stuff, and people who were going, what's going on there? We've mm. kind of addressed that. And certainly, you know, the new owners and what they've got planned, let's hope that that, that works out and obviously we'll support them completely as a community. Um, you know, so I'll I'll just sign off by simply saying, you know, thanks very much, Helen. Thank you for the requires. It's quiet now. <laughs> quiet in this place now, but well, it's gonna get a lot louder. I, I and I, I wanna say as well, I appreciate everyone who's ever come here. I think I said a lot in that that post that I put up, but you know, anyone who's ever come in and bought a pizza, people keep saying, Oh, I wish I could have come in more and it's like We've all got lives, it's fine, you know, don't worry about it. So yeah, sure. and everyone who's ever supported us, like, it's been incredible. Amazing. Really has.
Well, thanks again. Thanks for thanks for taking the time. I right, appreciate thank it. You. Yeah. Okay, so that was Helen there talking from Maguire's Pizza Bar about kind of the situation that happened there and a, a more open, wider thing about herself and her, her thoughts on music and, and, and the live shows and what have you. No doubt you'll all have your own opinions, you'll all have your own sort of outlooks on things, and that's fine, that's exactly how it should be. Please like, comment, share and subscribe on YouTubes. Oh, YouTubes, I sound like uh, I have no idea what I'm doing, because I don't. And go on iTunes. iTunes is the best, probably the best place to get hold of the, the, to download the podcast, because you can get it regularly. And you, you can forget about it until it pops up that you've got one to, to, to listen to and you can listen to it. The feedback off the last one was really, really nice. So I'm going to move forward and kind of do some more stuff with that. Uh, certainly more of the live show. But I thought that this was a really important podcast without blowing my own, own horn, so to speak. I thought, I thought it was important that the people get the chance to put their views out there and explain why it's so fucking difficult to be a promoter and so difficult to support the scene uh, sometimes uh, because of some of the red tape and the bits and pieces get involved in it. I thought it was fascinating. Like I say, please comment and tell me your feelings and tell me what you think. If there's other people I should be speaking to, please say that too as well and let's cover that as well. Um, but thanks for listening. I really appreciate that.